As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Thoughts lead to actions, and actions, habits, and habits, character, and character, destiny. Join this purple girl in her purple world as we share inspiration and build hope together, one thought at a time. The destiny you desire is only a thought away. Welcome to Building Hope with Purple Thoughts. I'm Justina Page, your podcast host. Today is Friday, and you guys know what Friday is. That's that special day where I bring in my special guests to share their thoughts about one of my Purple Thoughts. And I could not be more ecstatic to have this special man with me today, my dear friend, Ron Breeling. Hey, Ron. Hey, Miss Justina, how are you doing? I'm super excited and super glad you're with us today. Oh, God, I'm looking forward to uh, talking with you. Okay, so I want to share just a bit about Ron. Ron is a U.S. Army Staff Sergeant who served in the United States Army from 1990 to 2005 as a DOD certified firefighter, a nuclear, biological, and chemical specialist. Wow, thank you for your service. As a third-generation firefighter, Ron realized early on that his destiny was to serve. After serving 15 years in the military, including as including as a fire chief on three different continents. Wow, they had to be pretty amazing. Ron retired only to go on training military and first responders. Ron now serves as a chaplain through a unique military outreach ministry, his his wife's 501c3 warfighter ranch. This organization exists to help heal the invisible wounds of the heart, mind, and soul through Jesus Christ. That's so powerful to me. Blessings to you all for doing that. A unique military artist, Ron uses parachute cord to reach out to over 20,000 warfighters individually over the last 13 years. Ron believes each and every piece is a sermon for one. That is precious. I love it. I, I have my purple sermon, by the way. Ron is the author of four books, most notably Ghost Nation, Post-Traumatic Stress, Disorder, and Society, which he co-wrote with his wife, Helen, to offer different vantage points of PTSD and to help others understand the debilitating condition. The Bruins currently reside in Glendale, Arizona, have five children and three grandchildren. That is so powerful. Boy, Ron... God, you've done some things in this life, huh? God has used me, and I tell you what, I early on in life, I started out homeless. And wow. I said, God, what, whatever it is, I'm scared to pieces right now. But yeah. whatever happens, I mean, I am I am clearly in your hands because there, there is nothing else for me. And and he led me to so many places. Yeah. And and I was blessed to meet so many people and serve with America's here. I mean, I have been blessed to have walked with heroes, Justina. I mean, from Mogadishu and Black Hawk Down through 
genocide in Kosovo, through Mad Dog Mattis in Iraq. Uh, I mean, and er every troop in between has been, uh, you know, they went from being my sons, my kids, to being my brothers. And and that that bond, and I remember growing up seeing my dad and his, his Vietnam buddies and thinking, wow, they're not even brothers, but they're closer than brothers. How can that be? And you know, as a kid, you don't understand these things, but you know, you, you get old and you realize that there are many kinds of love and that love really does transcend everything. It does. It does. Well, I tell you what, everyone's here really to hear your thoughts today. So why don't you go ahead and read the purple thoughts you chose and let's just jump into it and you share with us how it resonated with you. Okay, this one here, this one got me, Miss Justina. This one's purple thought. It says emotions are like children. They should be trained and not obeyed. And don't let them keep you out of God's will. Now, uh, wow, there's two parts to that. And the first one just slapped me across the face. They're like children. Mm. And do we give a child a cookie every time they ask? No, we don't. Come on. Because eventually they're going to get sick and we know what's best for them. And they, will they stop eating them regardless? No, they won't. And I, <laughs> I was a kid. I, speaking from experience, I have done this. And this yeah. doesn't ever work out. But the second part of that is that you can get so caught up in your emotions that you can let them keep you out of God's will. Because that can, if you let that alter your course, because of a feeling, and the Bible tells us that feelings will betray us. Yeah. It also tells us lean not on our own understanding. That's right. And love God with all of our heart. Well, if we're loving Him with all of our heart, then we don't have a piece of our heart to spare for hurtful or. And, and I understand it. You know, it sounds grandiose. It sounds great harder in practice than it is in, is to talk yes. about. But but that's the thing. It takes practice. And it took me years. I You know, I was homeless coming up. So I didn't have that firm foundation of what family or infrastructure or that mechanism of what love should look yeah. like. You know, wow. Healthy love. Yeah. And uh, the military gave me all of that. Wow. And, and they... They saw me coming. Okay, they saw me coming a mile down the road. <laughs> that recruiter had to think, "Wow, I got my I got my tick mark for this month because this guy's going." <laughs> and I did. I asked for a twenty year contract. He's like, "We don't really do that." I'm like, "Oh, okay, sorry." How do you? He goes, "I can give you eight. I'm like, "Sold. I'll take it." And it was my first suit. It was my first pair of leather shoes. I mean, wow. it was an experience for me, you know, and. Now, granted, for a kid to get to that point in his life, a lot of emotions had to have played through. Yeah. And without guidance, without proper guidance, without godly right. guidance, right. Um, those emotions go unchecked. Yeah. Start to believe that they're real because, well, I feel it. That's real enough. And the hurt is real. The pain is real. Um, I think if you put 99 people in a room, 99 people would agree that it's probably legit. Okay. And, and that, even that being true, yeah. still, you still got to find a point to move on. You still yeah. have to, point to move forward. You know, I look at, 
I look at this and this purple thought that came from Justina Page, who's the woman who put a verse in my brain five, six years ago that never left. And I remember something you said in the movie that relates to this. And it just, wow. It just slays me this day because it all ties together, you know, being a fire chief, all this. Yeah, all yeah, this. wow. Only God, right? Only God could orchestrate. Yes, only. In these details. But when you were talking about the fire in the movie, mm-hmm. and you were sitting down um, and you were setting up uh, this dinner with all these different people, and you're like, yeah. we got a fireman, we got a vet, we got all these people. Yeah. And at some point, everybody in that room, in that scenario, these characters, mm-hmm. at some point in every one of those lives, they could have chosen via their emotions to just stop, to just freeze. Yeah, right. And a lot of people do that. And we call that getting stuck on the X in the military. That means you're stuck, in, on, stuck on the what now? Stuck on the X. Okay, got it. Got it, got it. X, X marks the spot. Now, when you're stuck on the X, that's a bad thing because you're in the kill box. You got to get out. If you stay yeah. there, you will die. It's not. It's not if. It's when. Yeah. So you got to get off the X, and you got to do whatever it takes. Manipulate, um, manpower, equipment, the scenario, any way. Prayer. <laughs> I mean, yeah. anything. You're pulling it all out at this point, but you have to get out because you cannot let emotion overload your process. Or you will literally die. Yeah. Wow. And I learned how to control that in an ultra rapid environment. Wow. What I did not learn was how to play that out in the long game. I see. Families, relationships, children, friendships, marriage. Helen and I have been married for 22 years, but by the grace of God and that woman right there, because <laughs> I was not strong enough. Yeah. I was not the biblical model of a male. I was not a prize catch. Okay. Yeah. Justin, I wasn't. I got by you. Any, by any stretch. Um, and I say that now looking through the lens of who I would look at for my daughter. Right. I see. Like you yeah. see what I'm saying? So, I would look at, no, that dude, he's not ready yet. He needs to cook a little more. He yeah. needs a little more time with the Lord. Okay? Right, right, right. He even thinks about hitting this doorway. But I was that guy. And Helen wasn't that far in her faith either. She was broken, and we were broken together. Yeah. Many things can come from that because, again, the emotions, are they being trained or are they being obeyed? What I've learned to do to – kind of streamline this process mm-hmm. is the first time something happens, like when a grenade goes off, like a flashbang grenade. The purpose of a flashbang is to cause a flash, a huge bang that rings your ears and it disorients you. Right. And we come in and then take out the bad guys while they're trying to figure out what happened. Right. It's a tactic. Satan uses this tactic to VR. Yes. Emotions. Yes. So when it happens, and, and I tell I tell my guys all the time, he knows God better than we do. He knows the Bible better than we do. He knows human nature better than we do. He's been studying us for since day one, and <laughs> he knows he knows his clock is ticking, and he is stuck on the X. 
So he wants to take as many as he can with him because misery loves company. Yes. And I was speaking on a podcast yesterday and I said, you know, Satan is the world's first ever recorded case of daddy issues. <laughs> it's really sad that it came to that at that level, but, but here we are. And, you know, in those moments you can obey those, those emotions and you may have every right but sometimes you've got to get off the X. So what I've learned, again, to, to streamline this is when that boom happens, okay, tragedy strikes, family event, phone call, whatever, I stop. Mm -hmm. And I, I come into my office and I come to my – this is my this is my battle room, okay? Yeah. I, close, I close the door. All right. And I say, okay, God, what – what is it that you want me to see in this? What is it that you want me to learn from this? And what is it that you want me to do in this? You know, what you're saying just right there is so powerful. And I'm sorry, I'll let you continue in just a second. Because um, that was the thing that God told me after I lost my son. And on down the road, uh, about a year out, I went to visit with... Uh, uh, my first woman's fellowship after my injury is about about 16 months out. And um, I saw the women walking their sons in and I went hysterical in the car. Uh, and I was, why, Lord, why they have their children? Why I lose my son? Why, why, why? And he told me, well, the first thing he told me, it wasn't about me. And of course, I got into hysterical laughter. I was like, well, it involved quite a bit of me. For it not to be about me. Sure, sure feels like it. Right. Yeah. And, was, and then he can explain some things, and I, I won't go through it all. But one of the things he told me, he said, You all, and he was talking about mankind, really don't know how to ask the right questions. Instead <laughs> of asking me why, you really need to ask me what now, because that's going to get you somewhere. So, right. what is the question? So, I find that interesting that you said that. That's really something. You know, when I wrote this purple thought and I, I, I made the statement, emotions are like children. I'll tell you what I was thinking about, and I want you to chime in on this. Uh, the mere fact that children want their way. Uh, <laughs> that's all they that's all they care about. Children sure. care about themselves, what they want, what, what food they want, what clothes they want, what they want to play with, what toy they want. Right it's all now. about themselves. And yep. um, our emotions are like that. That's what emotions are like. Well, be it anger is it's concerned about self and they want their way. So it's not that you can't have your way sometimes, but you can't have your way all the time. So that's what my statement was uh, talking about when I made just that general statement. So what's well, your thought about that emotions being like children? Well, we have we have a phrase in the army. You know, we we one of the, one of the many. One of, one of the many unofficial phrases that we use with our troops all the time, like, look, troop, this ain't Burger King. You can't have it your way. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? There's, there's no more truer statement in the military than that. But, but, but you're, you're absolutely right. They, children are born selfish. We're born. We are born sinners. Why? Why? Because we are. That's why. <laughs> You know, it's like we're saying, why is the sky blue? Because it is. You know, when I when I explain to somebody who is where I was 15 years ago, 
And I say, I just start smiling. Like, why are you smiling, man? My life is going to, you know, down the toilet. And I'm like, because brother, I've seen the other side of that flush and it's not as bad as you think it is Mm -hmm. right now because, and, and here's how I know that. Because somebody told me once upon a time that my emotions today, okay, yeah, remember that. Because it might come in handy later. It might be a lesson later. You might learn a lesson and say, that was a waste of my time to get all jazzed up about that for no reason. But here's the main thing with that. you He gave us our emotions as a guide, not as a hard route. Yeah. It's a, it's it's more of a guideline. Um, you know when something wrong is being done. You know when an injustice is is happening. You know when you see racism, sexism. You know when you see legitimate bad things happening, and you see people reacting to that. And where do we get empathy from? It's because we can feel, understand, and feel yeah. the pain, and because we've been there. Yeah. You know, the Bible tells us nothing is uncommon to man. We There's nothing new in the world. Well, I would like to think after 2023 years, there's probably not anything new in the world. We've already <laughs> gone through every emotion. We just have to hammer out how to do it and get smarter about it and not revert backwards. And we all do that because, you know, and the other thing I tell guys is, look, you may be retired now. And I'm not just talking about retirees. When I, when I say retired in this context, it really is weird because I have 19 year old retirees. Yeah. You know, blown up or got shot or something. Yeah. Now they're retired. Yeah. <laughs> so our retiree range is like 19 to 90, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell them, look, you just think your fight is over. It's not because now you've got the blessing or the prison of time. And time can be both of those things. It's it's what you choose. It's like the two wolves. It's the one you feed. Okay. It's you've got to figure this out and what you're going to do with it because now you have the rest of your life to deal with this stuff. So wow. the sooner you deal, the better, not only in the quality, because God wants you to have life more abundantly. He doesn't want you to wallow in this. He doesn't want you to sit there in the right. muck and the mire forever. If he wanted to punish you, he's got ways of doing that. He would do it. I mean, look at the Bible. I mean, if he wants if he, if he wants to lay hands on, he's going to make it happen. He, he's done it before, and we're told he's going to do it again. So, I, so feel, true. I feel like... When you think you're the unforgivable sinner and you've just done this and that. And, you know, I said this on the podcast yesterday, too. I said, not a lot of people talk about this. The the first two people I ever killed in combat were children. Wow. I had emotions about that, Justina. I can imagine. I can imagine. Decades. And, you know, they can train you for everything except for what to do when that happens. You and know, then when it wow. happens, how do you deal with it for the rest of your life? Yeah. Because in that, like I said, um, our decisions, it's a very instantaneous fluid process. Now we've got the brakes to hit because now we're retired. Now we're out. 
we're not moving that fast anymore and time slows down and you've and, and i'm telling you devil's in the details he knows our nature he knows what he pays attention you know he he, he does and that spiritual warfare i'm like you just thought the battle was over when you took your boots off strap up your boots and strap up your emotions because it's fixing to be a wild ride. And if you give your life to the Lord, it's going to be wilder because now you're a target. I like that, Ron. I like that so much. And you're feeding right into a question I had for you. This purple thought, I talked about training your, that emotion should be trained. How can you train your emotion? What does that look like? I mean, I have my thought about it, but I want to hear yours first. Well, I think it's, I think it's ugly at first. Um, it's messy, but I think God always has a mess, a message in the mess, always. Um, because again, I believe His word is true, and He says nothing goes to waste. So, again, where is that? Okay, I got to come in the office, and everybody knows. Hey, Dad needs a minute. Yeah, But when dad takes this minute, everybody knows that dad's diffusing the situation. And I'm the only one that can at that moment. Yeah. So, so everybody knows, hey, good on you, dad. Instead of before, it was like, well, dad just walks out of the room. No, dad just walks out of the room to make your life easier. I promise you. Okay. But, <laughs> but now dad walks out of the room because dad needs time with God. Because as a spiritual leader of this family that I never knew I was even supposed to be 20 years ago. Yeah. And it doesn't even saying it just now doesn't, you know, my emotions kick in just saying it just now, just saying yeah. 20 years ago, 2003, I was in Iraq. I did not know what a spiritual leader was. Yeah. In 2003, who shouldn't know? what that is it's so widely available but children know what they are taught right. and they also don't know what they're not taught that's right and when we say we have to meet people where they're at i really mean it because somebody took the time with me somebody was patient and i know i sent their emotions in a tizzy a time or two but you know what they were cool under fire and they taught me how to do it oh yeah well, I promise you, I have a very similar testimony. Trust me, we don't even have time to get into that. But um, anyway, you know, when I wrote that, Ron, I was thinking about how our emotions should always be subject to God's word. And that's how we train them. You know, there's a scripture that says, be angry, but sin not. To me, that's training that emotion, yes. you know. Yes. Um, so um, that's what was going on in my mind when I did that. So what does it look like to obey your emotion? Let's talk about that for a minute. Like, because your emotion is always trying to get you to take action. Any emotion you have, you're going to take some type of action. What does it look like to obey your emotion? <sighs> Well, I think obeying emotion comes with building up resilience and experiencing that and, and, and learning it and practicing it. 
again, it comes through practice. It does, yeah. it does, not, it does not come naturally to us. Um, it's quite natural to think if it comes from here, it needs to come out here and that's it. And then I learned I was accountable for every word that came out of my mouth. So now <laughs> I got to start being careful, right? So then when you look at managing and, and, and not obeying them, keeping them into submission to God, you have to authorize your free will. You have to command your emotions to stand down before not only you, their owner, but almighty God, their creator, and realize that they're not broke because of God. Your emotions are not out of control because of God. Your emotions are not out of whack or something that you didn't learn. That's not God's fault. That's right. And when people stop blaming God and their parents and everything else, and they give themselves that gut check, reality check, I think it comes with maturity too. Yeah. And I think spiritual maturity does that more than lineal or linear like the, the the number of years you've been alive oh yeah that's only a number that doesn't say how far you've traveled no not at all i tell you right. what there's so many people have traveled uh, a long way in a short time i'm actually one of those people yes ma'am you know, i want to talk about one last thing the end of that purple thought talks about not letting your emotions get you in trouble and one of the thoughts I had about that, I mean, again, these are just thoughts, just thoughts I have. That's what God told me to share. Share an authentic thought about what's going on in your head as it pertains to your Christian journey. And when I was writing that, I was thinking about how often we've felt something. Yes. We've had emotion about something that really wasn't correct. <laughs> it was an inappropriate emotion. Right. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't based on truth. It could have been based on a lie. Our perception was on. They flare up and, all the time. Yeah. Sure. You know, and I'm like, wow, you could really get in trouble. So there's a portion of truth and spiritual maturity that has to always be our our, our foundation as we walk. So what are your, your thoughts about that? Well, I think I think this is probably the knockout punch of this entire <laughs> thing. And it's so funny. It's so short, but there is just chock full of just stuff in this purple thought. You can't let them keep you out of God's will because like you have to keep them into. Sometimes you have to beat them into submission <laughs> and you do, you have to fight it. And, and this is the example I use a buddy of mine. He was with the 160th Night Stalkers, you know, and they're famous for being in Black Hawk Down and rescue ops around the world. They're amazing helicopter guys. Um, and he said he went on a check ride once with this uh, CH-47 test pilot. And this guy was a civilian, but he was a retired Night Stalker. And this guy was crazy because most pilots are. They're 
6,000 moving parts and somehow they all stay open. Don't get me to that. I don't, I don't know about that, you know. But he said he would bank that thing so hard you would see the, the blades bend. And he, he said he would just beat that wind into submission. Wow. And he just took me into that place. And I think sometimes we need to fight just that hard. God says if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. You have to put them into submission. Yes. And for lack of a better term, treat your emotions like a four-year-old. Put them in timeout. Yes. Hold, hold that thought. You may be right. <laughs> you may be right. But it doesn't necessarily give you the right to fly off the handle with some outlandish exactly. emotional response. Because then... Even if you're right, no one is going to listen to you because of your delivery. Yeah. Because of how it came out. Because that is going to set off, again, their emotions. And emotions, take it from a fireman, are like a wildfire. I mean, yeah. I've seen a wildfire burn a, a, a kilometer in yeah. a minute. Like, you can't run that fast. And it is amazing how fast... You see this, your purple thought, you see the, uh, or I should say, the opposite of your purple thought play out on the media every single day of the year. They play on people's emotions. And I really, I don't know, I guess I would have liked to have hoped that we had a stronger country than that. Maybe that was a bit naive to think. Um, but I think every soldier feels that, you know, when you're off, doing your thing, you come back home, you're like, okay, you guys have been keeping the country together. What's it look like? And you're like, whoa, wait a minute. Hey, why is everybody so emotional? Why is why is this, why, why are you upset because your latte is hot? I mean, okay, you're blaming your dad for everything. What, what, what is going on here? People aren't reining in. They're not training their emotions. They're being held captive by them. And it's so very important that we don't do that. I tell Absolutely. you what, Ron, this has been an amazing conversation. I truly appreciate appreciate your insights and all your military references. Of course, I'm learning. You know, that's not my world. And many of our listeners, it may not be your world, but you did it so plain where we understood it. So I appreciate that so much, Ron. All right, guys, I know you've been just completely blessed. We could talk about this all day, but our time is limited. Thank you so much for tuning in. If the thought that Ron shared was a blessing to you or any of the other Purple Thoughts, and you would like to read more of my Purple Thoughts, guess what? They're available to you. You can run over to Amazon, pick up my journal, Building Hope with Purple Thoughts Twenty. 23. And while you're there, go ahead and grab an extra one. Proceeds are going to fit in my nonprofit, the Amos House of Faith. It was delightful to be with you today. Please be sure to check in next time for more of Building Hope with Purple Thoughts. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining this purple girl in her purple world. Share the inspiration by leaving a review, rating, and subscribing to the show. I'll see you in the next episode. Until then, keep hope alive.